0: Hey, what's going on? I'm kidding. What's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC of the Movies podcast for Thursday, the 12th of October. Um, bloody hell! Now, excuse me, attitude. I'm just, uh, I'm just a little happy. I'm a little happy today. Uh, it's a fucking lovely sunny afternoon here in Dully. and uh, it's just a fucking change. It's great change. Usually I do these things at night, but I'm doing this on a beautiful, fucking beautiful, sunny afternoon. Afternoon, evening, God knows what fucking time it is, probably six o'clock, at six o'clock. But normally I'm doing these things around fucking 11.30, maybe midnight, and it's just... I can't be as loud and as energetic as I am now. And, uh, maybe that's a good change. It's a good change. Um... Because no one else is here to f- tell me you know knock on the wind, knock on the wall and tell me to shut up for fucking uh without you know, without saying anything. <laughs> so Um I can yeah, as long well as, <laughs> as, well as I want. Uh oh, you know what, the sun I love seeing the sun. It's fucking beautiful. It's uh it just reminds me that summer's coming, summer's on its way, Winter's fucking over. Um worst oh, it's got eight winner. Or, uh, spring, sorry. Yeah, uh, spring's coming in, but summer is on its fucking way. And, that's, I couldn't be more excited. Went for a walk the other day, uh, to, um, Petersham. And, uh, and then I walked all back, and then I just, uh, the whole walk, I was just feeling the fucking sun on me, sun on me. Um, it's better than fucking rain, and... Well, sometimes, sometimes rain's nice, but like wind and just freezing... to oh, fuck, I hate winter. Summer is the way to go. Summer's about pools. It's about the beach. It's about fucking just being happy and smiling and being with your mates and fucking... Just loving life. And that's what summer does to me. Um, definitely a uh, summer child. And uh, I think I'm literally a summer child, too, if you count November. I count November as summer even though it's spring. <laughs> and, um, but no, I, that's it's late November, like December, so come on, it's got to like, it's like the midst between spring and summer. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm a summer child, babe. Uh, see, that's what the sun does. Yeah, it makes you do weird shit, makes you go over impulses and just say, fuck it. And then do, do the things you wouldn't normally do. Gives me a lot of time to go to the, uh, the beach. Even though I'm to catch two buses, but you know what? Some, the sun's out. I'm, I'm doing it. And, uh, I don't know. Just lovely. Wearing short clothes. I love wearing minimal clothing. I'm not a fucking nudist, but (laughs) I love wearing minimal clothing. As minimal as I can get. I'm talking singlets. Singlet shirts with the uh, the, the real short shorts. And uh, thongs. Classic Aussie clothing. Classic Aussie clothing for the classic Aussie weather. And, uh... <laughs> oh, God. I've actually got some things to fucking talk about today, but... Um, what we're going to get through in this podcast... Is uh I've got I got some fucking things to talk about, but we're mainly gonna talk about Blade Runner twenty forty nine on this podcast. Uh now I know I didn't do I did a half a last week, but I didn't do a podcast uh last week an episode last week because I just thought that it just wasn't really uh nothing really happened, so I just didn't really what the fuck was I gonna do? Like a, I don't have a another halfer? Like no. So I think what I'm gonna just do for now on is I'm not really gonna stick to I'm going to be quite flexible I'm not going to really stick to Like a scheduled routine format If I need to do a podcast I'll do it Well I need to If I want to do a podcast I'll do it If I want to do a half I'll do it But uh, I've got plenty to talk about In this podcast So we're doing a full episode today Um, And fuck it I'm feeling good I might go over an hour Fuck it And as as I said We're talking about Blade Runner 2049 Oh shit Let me drop me fucking thing And yeah, we're talking about Blade Runner 2049 because god damn I've got some thoughts But uh We'll get to that later In the podcast First of all I want to talk about just Um This Fucking Harvey Weinstein thing What Fuck Rose McGowan is on a Fiery streak And she's just fucking Killing everyone in Hollywood At the moment uh, Big names too We've got Harvey Weinstein First of all Being sacked from the Weinstein company And uh, now she's out And Ben Affleck Casey Affleck And Matt Damon For for covering up The alleged Sexual assault Probably Real sexual assault um, Knowing the fucking slimy fucker himself But um God you just take One look at that man You just think That guy would do that He looks like Let's just Let's let's get a fucking Picture of of him Let's get a fucking You know I just He seems like the dude. I mean, look at him. Isn't he part of, like, something really fucking... Obviously, he's part of his company, but, like... I mean, look at him. He looks like a fucking... He looks like a French bullfrog. (laughs) Look at him! He looks like a goddamn French... I don't know why he looks French, but he... He strikes (laughs) He strikes me as French, and he looks like a fucking bullfrog. Not a bulldog, a bullfrog with the fucking big old, uh, big old fucking, uh, what do you call that thing in their neck? The, um, oh, the bulge. The, the bulge in their neck they used to, uh, it, you know, those fucking, those things. Look at him. Slimy motherfucker, look at him. Doesn't fucking surprise me. ...doesn't fucking surprise me. Yep, pure several, yep. Wow. So apparently that happened in 2004. Then Rose took the money. She went, he settled it out of court. Not too, I'm not sure how much, I'm not going to get really into it, but... Anyway, now she's saying she's had enough. Now she's out in Harvey Weinstein. Now the guy's been sacked from his company... And then, I think a day later, or the same day, goes on Twitter, names more execs, and then names more people that tried to cover the assault from the public, and uh, some of them being uh, Matt Damon and the Affleck Brothers. And uh, I don't know what to think about that. Well, obviously, this bloke fucking strikes me as a guy who, who would fuck a woman without their consent. But, there's, there's... People are going down lately. People are going down. Like, people that I've... You know, I've been watching over the years. And, uh... I'm, I'm going to stop spinning this fucking thing. <laughs> people have been going down over these years. Uh, they've been going down. They've, um... Like, just... Uh, well, like last week, I just... We had Andy, Sig- Andy Signore from fucking Honest Trailers and Screen Junkies. And I watched that fucking show every day. Nearly every day. Ever since they started doing the news format. Um, because it's just a good source of um, news. Even though... Um, they get their news from other sources. But, you know, it turns out to be true anyway. Because, you know... They try to be as credible as they can. Um, anyway, so he gets... They get... Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Andy Signore, right. He looks like... He also looks like a bit of a slimy dude, but he kind of, you know, was nice and everything. Harvey Weinstein was a bit of a shifty fucker, when, the things he said and all that stuff. But Andy Signor, He just... like He looked like a shifty guy, but like... Uh, I just... Honestly. Honestly. I did not... I did not think That he would be Jesus Christ man There you go Two days ago He got fired He got fired from screen junkies For for the allegations They fucked him They fucking sacked the cunt They sacked him Oh wow Isn't that just crazy I've just been, I've been watching this dude For years Fucking years I've been watching this dude Wow, you gotta wonder what the fucking—he's got kids, I think, too, doesn't he? God damn! You gotta wonder what's just—that someone would do that—that that, that, a, that a, du- a dude you've been watching for fucking years would just do that. Honestly, it's like you can't trust anyone anymore. It's a funny thing to say, I know, like, oh god, I can't trust the Hollywood celebs! But he's not like a. Oh, he's not a Hollywood celeb, but he's kind of famous on YouTube. Like, he's pretty. He's pretty. He's quite well known. And god damn it, and then then this, this comes out. Jesus Christ. I mean that surprised the shit out of me when I when I read about that. That surprised the shit out of me. Insane. God knows what's going on in Hollywood, honestly. Jesus. So you so you got the Harvey Weinstein fucking off. Affleck's covering his brother's ass because he can't. It's his brother, and he wouldn't just. You know, I I kind of get that he wouldn't throw him um throw him under the bus, but I don't know. I kind of believe that Affleck. Casey did that thing back in was it 2010 or something 6 2010 I think that he sexually harassed the uh was it the producer or the uh production manager was it one of the artists I'm not too sure not too sure but this thing about Signore right the HR department has got to be the blame here for the Signore thing because uh one of the dudes in the show uh, JTE he's girlfriend comes forward goes to the HDR department says this fucking shifty cut's been saying this shit to her they sweep it under the rug because he's the big boss and all so they sweep it under the rug so I mean you partly gotta fucking fire the whole fucking HR team as well because if the HR team are trying to sweep it under the rug like honestly what kind of fucking business are you running I just can't believe that fucking people are going around doing this shit. And then people are covering their asses for it. People are saying, oh, we better not fucking touch him because he's, you know, higher up. Let's not take him down. Good on you, Rose. Good on you, Rose, for fucking taking him down. She's on fire! Rose McGowan. When was the last time I saw I The last time I saw her was Planet Terror. I honestly haven't seen anything that she's in, except Planet Terror, when she had the fucking machine gun leg. She's pretty dope in that, pretty badass, but... Honestly, I've never seen her in anything else, but you know, good honour for fucking speaking up and taking these big boys down because you know they act like they can do anything around Hollywood and they act like they've got like a soul and everything and these especially this fucking Harvey Weinstein cunt, honestly. Um so yeah, good honour. I hope she keeps going. God, god damn it, who who else are we gonna get out of this fucking thing? Who else is gonna be uncovered? Damon and the Afflecks I like Matt Damon. Jesus. I mean I like the Affleck brothers too, but I don't know. There was always something shifty going on with them, but I just uh, still watching their films and everything. Matt Damon really fucking surprised me. Um yeah, fuck it hell, that that's a crazy that's crazy shit. That's crazy shit. I just, I just wonder who else is going to be uncovered now and and, and who else is going to come forward who else is going to be outed if we try if we find out that you know there's they're trying to cover it up again like holy shit there's got to be a fucking pedophile ring going on as well there's got to be one I think it was years ago that Toby Maguire came out and said like they made me do these things and everything and they made me like they were having these underage girls there and then they told me to keep my mouth shut, otherwise I'll never work in the town again. I think the same thing happened to Elijah Wood. So there's fuck there's gotta be a fucking pedophile ring going on. We gotta get that shit. We gotta stop that fucking shit. We're talking about sexual assault here, people. Like sexual assault is being uncovered, but this fucking pedophile ring needs to be uncovered because if it's going on, this fucking shit needs to stop. And these cunts need to be um, punished. Because, the way you can manipulate the system using your power is fucking disgusting, slimy... And just... You're a cunt, honestly, you're a cunt. And, um, you think you can get away with it, you're You're just, uh... You're just a grub. And, uh, no, no one wants to fucking do anything with you. No one wants, no one, no one wants anything, to, anyone, anything to do with you. God, I hope it stops. Well, she's got... If she finds out more names, I'll le- Fucking, I'll, I'll be talking about it, but... Drops any more names. I know she dropped a few execs. So I've got their names. But the big ones threw out to me. were well, fucking... Oh, jeez. Damon and the Afflecks. And then, um... Who knows? This pedophile ring could be next! Maguire could come out and say, Look, fuck these cunts. I'm going to say who's going to be involved in this pedophile ring. I'm going to say who's involved... And then Elijah Wood's going to come forward. He's be like, look, this is what's going on. They've been fucking 15-year-olds. They've been telling us to keep our mouth shut. We won't do it anymore. Well, yeah. Who knows what will happen? Anyway. I can't. I just... Fuck. It's crazy. Let's talk about the UFC because we rarely talk about it. Um... Demetrius Johnson, um, I'm pretty sure, is not human because, first of all, he won the fight with uh, against Borg on the weekend, and like full on, he, like I think this is his, this is his 11th consecutive title defense, and successful to fly that. Not fucking nine, not fucking ten, 11th, and I'm pretty sure it's a new record. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a new record for the UFC. So, fucking, Demetrius Johnson, DJ Mighty Mouse himself Holy shit Hats off to you, sir Got him in the armbar Brings him down Um, what's he, I think it Involved in armbar Let me, look at me Look at me, look at me Look at me just fucking read up for it Let's look at this fucking Crazy shit Um What's his name? Dimit ah, there we go <coughs> Oh, Shit Yeah, I just google Demetrius Johnson win. Let's have a look at this. There you go. Yeah, so gets him in. The, I think he gets him in the armbar, brings him down. Um. <laughs> oh god. Okay. All right, let's have a look at this. 216 results. This is the big thing that came out of it. I think Ferguson, good. Ferguson, too, he won as well. Um, Here we go. Ray Dal, Borg for the better part of the five rounds. spectacular finish. Here we go. Transition. (laughs) Throws him up, transitions. (laughs) I mean, this is incredible. Suplexes Borg. Goes to suplex him, transitions midair to a fucking armbar, and then gets him to submit for the tap out. In the fifth round. Demetrius Johnson, fucking hats off, mate. You are a fucking machine, and I hope you never stop, because you're a fucking joy to watch. Holy shit. 11th, 11th successful consecutive title defense. Ah, oh, he's on fire. He's on fire, and I think, who would do did Ferguson? Ferguson fought Lee, right, didn't he? Tony Ferguson, UFC, uh, UFC, uh, uh, win, uh, 216. you got to be careful with your fucking... Yeah, Kevin Lee, that's right. Uh, and he, and he won the, uh, interim lightweight title. Now, I'm pretty sure interim, obviously that's McGregor, bec- but McGregor can't hold two titles because, yes, that's, that's the rule, I guess. So, Ferguson wants to fight McGregor now, I think. I think mean, he called him out. I'm pretty sure he called him out. God, I'd say that Ferguson McGregor. I haven't seen now. I've got to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of Ferguson's fights, but um, it'd be interesting. From what I've seen, um, I think I've seen one fight of his. From what I've seen, he's he's an all right. He's an all right. He he, he he's, uh, seems to you know hold his own here against uh, Kevin Lee on the weekend, and my mate who's fucking heavy into heavy into the UFC more than I am. He knows all this shit. He knows what's going on. He reckons he's not um, as he's not that much of a great fighter, but it'd be, it'd be cool to see Ferguson fight McGregor. And, um... Because I th- he called him, out, I'm pretty sure, didn't he? Jesus Christ. The video just started playing. It scared the shit out of me. Shut the fuck up! Jesus Christ, fuck off. Can you not? Every time I click on the page. Alright, so where's his where's his thing? Fabrizio Verdoom also defeat Walt Harris. Holy shit. I'm surprised by the amount of submission in the in the in the main card. God damn. Tony Ferguson wins by submission. DJ wins by submission. Fabrice Avedon wins by submission, and then Mara Romero Barella he wins by submission. Round one, Fabrice Avedon round one, round five for Demetrius, and round f- f- three for Ferguson. Um, don't know much about the prelims, but I was mainly looking at the main card. God damn. God Demetrius Johnson's a fucking beast He's a beast Anyway That's all I'll say about that I, I need to get onto the fucking Blade Runner Because I'm running out of time But um That's all i got to say about that Um Yeah well done DJ Well done DJ Well done Mighty Mouse Fuck I can't wait for his next fight Because I love watching the, I love watching the guy fight He's a um I didn't watch the I didn't catch the event But I watched the I watched the fight afterwards And um it, He's just he's, he's class He's a class dude and I hope he keeps going. It'd be interesting... Yeah, it'd, be inter- it'd be even interesting to see... Ferguson and McGregor. Um... Anyway, there's your... Uh... Uninformed... UFC fix for the week. Um... Uh, every... Every Thursday I'll give you a... A UFC fix. Now, fuck off. <laughs> uh... Oh, fuck. Here's another thing that fucking pissed me off, right? Here's another thing that pissed me off. This is another... This is gonna be... Might be a bit of a rant. Um... Now, I think I was over the weekend, this, the Macca's had the Szechuan sauce for the, uh, the Rick and Morty promotion. They had the Szechuan sauce going. And uh, the amount of fucking people lined up around the block just to fucking have teriyaki sauce mixed with ketchup. Or tomato sauce, as they call it here in Australia. The amount of fucking people lined up around the block. And then, they start causing riots like it's a fucking social issue. Honestly. Oh, fuck. It's fucking sad. Oh, man. It's fucking sad. For fucking Szechuan sauce. And then they... Like obviously, yeah, okay. Be a fan, go get your Szechuan sauce, but holy shit! And then they run out, and then they're getting that Macca's just for running out. Go home and fucking make yourself some Szechuan sauce. You call yourselves some, you call yourselves Rick and Morty fans, and you say you're the fucking smartest of the bunch. Go home and get fucking teriyaki sauce, get some fucking ketchup, and make the fucking sauce yourself. Instead of going to McDonald's and fucking relying on them to do it, and you call yourself a fucking um, god. what the one of the fucking Facebook pages I saw was called the Real Ricks, and holy fucking shit. Oh, my God. I couldn't fucking believe it. Who the fuck do these people think they are? Oh, God. The, the Rick and Morty fans are honestly the fucking worst. Like, I love the... I love the show. Like, I absolutely love the show. And I am a fan of it. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the show. Now, but... I've seen all the episodes. Um, season 3 was great. Um... I kind of wish Season episode 7 was instead of Episode 10, but I was like, uh, it, it's cool how they leave it, um, because it just makes you you know, want Season 4. Uh, because I, I, I know that they're going to pick up that thread later in Season 4. They've got to pick up that Evil Morty thread. Sorry, spoilers here, but they've got to pick up that Evil Morty thread in Season 4. Because um, they'll do it. Because look what happened. We, we get the Evil Morty j- sprinkle in Season 1, and then it's not until Season 3 that they pick up that thread and then they bring that storyline and everyone fucking loses their shit over a, um... Uh... A, a, a fake plot for an episode. Pretty much they do go to Atlantis, but the main plot is the, is the Citadel shit. Anyway, so that that's it. I watch all the episodes. I love the seasons. I love the characters. I've got a few stickers on my laptop and I might buy a shirt or two, but that is where my fandom stops for the show. That's where it stops. And Dan Harmon, and people fucking wonder why Dan Harmon hates some of the fans. Because they're a bunch of fucking cringy ass psychos. God fucking damn it. That video I saw of them at McDonald's, oh my god, I've never seen anything fucking like it. It's fucking sauce, cunt. It's fucking sauce. And and going back and just going, but the fucking irony of these motherfuckers just calling themselves like the, and just oh yeah, I'm I'm the all I'm the all knowing, all intelligent. I I'm I'm Rick Sanchez. I'm really Luke Sanchez. If you are fucking Rick Sanchez, go to fucking supermarket and go and make your own fucking Szechuan sauces. You think you're the fucking smartest of the bunch? You fucking cunt. Jesus Christ. And the fucking video, the other video I saw, the fucking the Asian dude. Um, getting up on the counter and fucking pulling that pickle Rick shit, and then getting on the ground. Holy fucking shit! I've never seen a saddest fucking thing, and never a sad sight. Holy fuck! Oh my god! It makes you almost embarrassed to be a fan of the show. Honestly, it honestly does. I reached I reached a point when I watched that video. I'm like, I honestly feel embarrassed for liking the show and being a, a mass, a, a uh, like a huge fan of it and appreciating its humor and appreciating its plot and the writing that Dan Harmon puts into it and also the and Justin Roiland as well and just the issues they tackle about existentialism and all that stuff but and it, it, but it's also a funny show it's a hilarious show With your basic, you know, not every joke is very intelligent and all that stuff. It's very um, straightforward, very obvious, very uh, slapstick way, kind kind of humor. Don't fucking... Those fucking cunts that fucking tell me that I've got to be, have the IQ of a fucking... You know, I've got to be the most intelligent thing. I've got to explain all this thing to be a fucking fan. Go fuck yourself... Get a fucking metal spike. Stick it right up your fucking ass. Oh, my God. I've never been so fucking angry over over a fan video in my life after seeing that fucking hideous display of just cringe and... Oh, Jesus Christ. And then, my mate, who wants to fucking take the piss out of me, sends me a cringe compilation of it, and this fucking... And then I started seeing the Musical.ly shit. Oh, my God. I just... Look, I like the fans of the show. I like, I like the fans of the show, but I like, I like the, the fans that are just fans. They're not, like, just idiots They're who just, like come up to you like let's 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 look at scenarios look at look at scenarios for this one rick and morty comes up to you i w- let's say i wear a rick and morty uh, shirt let's wear a morty uh, pants fucking socks whatever if someone comes up to me and says oh like oh nice oh like cool. oh yeah cool i love the show too oh yeah cool but i've been hearing people that go around and just go like who what like that oh, fuck off with that shit Honestly, I'm just. What, what do you? How do how do you how do how do you expect me to react to that? How do you expect me to react to that? Am I supposed to act like a fucking asshole like that in public it, with you as well, and so we both look like a bunch of fucking idiots? And then therefore, like I'm not I'm not really like uh, so far ahead of like public embarrassing myself, but like. Like, fucking hell. Let's, there's a limit in public for me. There's there, Believe it or not, if, if you know me, there's a limit for me in public. There's a limit. And that, that, come on. That shit is just... I just don't get it. How do you expect me to react to that? How? What do I say? Because I guarantee you, I'm not going to say the fucking same thing. I'm not going to say, like... Oh what what's what's another fucking? Um, I'm not gonna act like Mr. Pippi Butthole or some shit. But if here someone comes to me... oh yeah, nice nice shirt. Oh yeah, I like the show too. That's a great exchange. You're a fan too. I'm a fan. Oh fuck yeah, that's great. Fuck these people are toxic man. Fucking toxic. And they're just the t- 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 fucking balls in these fucking assholes. To say that, to say that you have to have a... a, a I've seen the posts. I've seen the posts and the fucking balls on these fucking assholes to, to go on Facebook and say no to like this show you need to have a higher intelligence you have a, you need to have like a higher IQ and everything oh, okay really if I have to have a higher IQ why are you acting like a fucking idiot and have the IQ of a fucking newborn call yourself a fucking fan who needs to have a fucking higher IQ you're the ones acting like a fucking fetus that's just popped out of a fucking vagina honestly cunt fuck me I can't believe, and I've met someone who's been like that. Oh well, to like the show, you need to have a high. Market. Go fuck yourself, you fucking cunt! Jesus Christ! Uh, well, well to, to appreciate the jokes, you need to understand that there's there's relativity in this and, and Newton's law, and I'll oh, fuck off. Let me enjoy the show. Let me like the show for what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't have the fucking the depth of your brain to understand simple fucking characters like Rick and Morty, who are just a fucking. I'm sorry about the saying this, but this is the truth, and this is how it fucking started. And Royal said it himself: spoof of fucking Doc and Marty from fucking Back to the Future. Fuck me. All right. Rant over. <laughs> I need to calm down. I need to talk about... Half an hour around. I need to, Fuck, fucking hell. That... You have no idea how angry that makes me. Like, I didn't get, like, sad or anything. I got angry. And I am still am. Fucking hell. God, it's a nice sunny day outside and this is bringing me... Look, I'm... I'm done. Rant's over. Sorry for the overuse of cunt. Uh... <laughs> I know... No, no, no. Not everyone wants to hear that. And just... Oh, Jesus. The passion brings it out, you know? Um... Right. Let's get that shit out of the way. But let's talk about something. Let's talk about why this episode is titled... Uh... (laughs) The Way It Is. I saw Blade Runner 2049 Monday night. And... um. Uh, I'm not I'm not, and I'm not a huge fan of the original I'm I do like it and I appreciate it for what it is it's a really great sci-fi film um, I'm, it's not a sort of masterpiece to me it has its flaws but I appreciate those flaws not a, it's I, I, I don't I don't really see it as a masterpiece but it's a really great sci-fi film and I think one that was really ahead of its time and um, yeah I just and and uh, I, I watched it again before going to see Twenty Forty Nine, and it, it still holds up to me. It still holds up. The score is fucking beautiful, Evangelist. It's it's orgasmic, and it wants me. It's it's uh, it's heaven. It's heaven. The soundtrack is heaven, and um, some of the shots are beautiful as well. Um, the one thing I still have an issue with, I still have an issue with the relationship between Deckard and Rachel, um, especially that scene where he forces himself onto her. Like, that was... It's, I'm, I'm still really, like, weird by, weirded out by that scene. I'm still... And every time I watch it, I'm like, I just... I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. Why did you do that, Dick? Why did you do that, Rick? Um, It's just... Yeah, and then he, like, says that... Oh, it's just a weird scene. It still doesn't sit right with me, but everything else about the film... Wow. Great stuff. So, as a... Going in as a fan of the original, I watched... Uh, 2049 Directed By Denis Villeneuve Written by Hanson Francher And uh, Produced by Ridley Scott of course Starring Ryan Gosling Harrison Ford Sorry I got a going in um, Jared Leto And uh, Anna Diamas And Robin Wright And um, Person stood out to me Sylvia Hoax But I'll talk about her in a minute Talk about her in a minute But There's your cast your director's Devil and you gave you incendi. Uh fucking Prisoners, enemy, arrival, Sicario. Uh do I, do I need to keep going on? Do I need to keep going on? Um hang on, I've got something scratching around in my ear. And uh, you know, and he's, he and he touched Blade Runner, I'm just like, Look, I've seen all the films he've done and I trust that he's going to make something great and boy, he did. Uh, it's it's hard really to put together the thoughts for the film but I've written some down so I'm going to like uh, have a look at those and um, try to make my best, uh, try to round out my thoughts the best I can. Uh, I'm still a bit conflicted ...at the moment, because I'm going to see it again tomorrow night with a friend of mine... ...and, uh, we're going to have, a, like, a massive discussion, like we did with Mother... ...and we're going to have a, um... ...I wouldn't a massive discussion... because that sounds so fucking exaggerated, doesn't it? No, oh, we're going to have a massive discussion after we go and watch this movie... ...we're going to just... ...the discussion is going to be, like, six hours long... ...no, it's just... ...we're just going to get some food and chat about it... ...um... that's what I like doing... ...so, where do we start? ...okay, so first of all, um... Let's you know. Let's start pros. Let's start with pros, eh? The cinematography of Roger Deakins is fucking incredible. It's gorgeous. The shots are amazing. I was um, riveted by each shot in the film. Roger Deakins, wow. Um, honestly, like I know there's, there's a few people, and especially one my friend of mine, that not a fan of the cinematography, saying to a bit too because he chooses to shoot on digital for this movie. And um, yeah he, uh, yeah, he chooses to shoot on digital... And his shots uh, looking too crisp... And the way... Uh, and she just... She wasn't uh, that all impressed with it... I... However, I, I loved it... Um, I thought they were fantastic shots... Um, he just He's a fucking... He's a master... He's honestly a master... Um, the Academy will probably... Will nominate him... But th- I just... I don't know... I don't really... I don't... See, when I go to movies, I don't go... I don't say, oh, they should be nominated for an Oscar. Like, sometimes a performance really does stand out and you can't help but think about it at the Academy, but... um, I just come out of here saying that that was really good cinematography and I'd really like to see it again because that was... fucking orgasmic, (laughs) to use that word again. I popping... just like, ooh, like candy. It was awesome. Um, that was yeah, that, that was good uh, really liked Ryan Gosling's performance Harrison Ford did not he came to play in this movie he came to play because the, the, a couple of his films he's been in recently he just I don't know it sounds like he's phony get in but no Harrison Ford came to play for 2049 and he showed it um, I was really happy with that Ryan Gosling's performance was great Robin Wright was great too as uh, Lieutenant Joshi or Joshy, Lieutenant Joshy, What the fuck, really call her. And, um, uh, Sylvia Hoax was a standout to me, the Dutch actress, Sylvia Hoax, as, um, playing Love. She was cool as Jared Leto's assistant. And, uh, I, fuck, I, a standout to me was Anna de Armas, who played Joy. She's going places, man. She's going places. Anna de Armas is going places. Um, Probably from Knock Knock. I just, like, I, well, after Knock Knock, I wasn't saying, like, oh, this chick is going to be fucking huge. Because that movie wasn't, like, that, <laughs> really that groundbreaking. But um, I liked her in War Dogs, and I liked her, really liked her in Hands of Stone. And I was like, look, I think she's going to be picked up. And then I saw that she was casted for Blade Run and I said, if this film is good, this chick is going to blow up, and then she's going to be in everything. And she's got a... F- First of all, she's got a great look. She looks fucking beautiful. She's gorgeous. Her eyes are so, um... Captivating. And, um... what just like... The, the colour green eyes to me are just captivating. And, um because everyone goes oh I just he's got blue eyes I've never seen I've never heard a chick and there probably is there probably there's probably definitely chicks out there who go oh like green eyes but like I've never heard every chick I've I've been around they're saying he's got blue eyes blue eyes are the ones that fucking I've never heard a chick go well he's got green eyes or he's got hazel eyes and I just fucking love them but um (laughs) going off a tangent there anyway she's beautiful she's gorgeous and she plays the character well I really liked her character um, I really like the character of Kay, who Ryan Gossing plays, or Joe, if you want to call him Joe. Um, bit of a spoiler, but, come on. It's not really that big. Um, the plot was a bit... Uh, was a bit run by numbers. Um, but then again, I can't really fault it, because I, re- I was looking at the cinematography, and I was looking at the performances, and I was looking at the directing. And Denis Villeneuve... Denis Villeneuve... Denis Villeneuve <laughs> whatever the fuck you say his name. Um... Another great film. Another great film from him. He just doesn't... He's on fire. He doesn't stop. And if I wasn't... If I, if it wasn't solidified by Sakaria, if it wasn't solidified by Arrival, he's one to watch. And I cannot wait for what he does next. Because... He did a great job with Blade Runner. And, um... I've got a feeling there's going to be a sequel to this, anyway. To, to the sequel to the sequel. I think there's going to be a third one. Because, honestly, I'd really like to see more of the character of K, Because I think he was really... I think he was really, he was really interesting, and I wanted to know more about him, even though you do find out some things that, you know, he doesn't, fuck this, I really want to do a spoiler talk, um, ah, fuck it, we got 20 minutes, let's do it, spoilers ahead, let's talk spoilers for Blade Runner 2049, um, anyway, so, uh, look, actually, no, I'll give my thoughts at first, and then we'll go into spoilers, um, Jared Leto's performance... Eh, just didn't... Eh, I just didn't like his villain. I didn't think he was better than Rory Batty from the first one. I liked Rory Batty in the first one, so... Um, I didn't think it was, he was as... He didn't really feel as much as a presence as Rory Batty did in the first one. And, I don't know, Jared Leto, I just... Uh, yeah, I do know, he kind of turns me off. I just, I don't know why. He just... I don't know if it was because when I read... His his new way of doing method acting was first of all that Suicide Squad stuff was I don't know crazy to me a bit over the line um, and then he starts wearing contacts because be blind get over yourself mate Jesus Christ um, and his performance like I don't have anything against him as an actor he's just his performance was just. I don't know, it wasn't... He, his character was just not as... Uh, looming as Roy Batty was in the first one. He wasn't... I just didn't feel he wasn't in it enough for me to go... Oh shit, we need to watch out for Neander Wallace... Because he's doing... Th- even though he he is the one that... You know, and people can, And you can argue that he was the one who... Even though it says in the opening title scroll... And this is not really spoiled Because this is what the context of the film is... That he's the one that... Uh, after Tyrell died that, uh, he took over the Nexus Corporation, um, uh, the Tyrell Corporation, and he started making new Nexus ones, I think they were Nexus 8s, and I think, Gosling's character K, spoiler alert, is a replicant, he's a Nexus 9, and, um, he made, you know, he did all that, he went to the off-world, he went to the colonies, and then started making more, and then he's still making them in, um, his, his corporation, the, uh, Wallace Corporation, and, um, He's working these really advanced uh, Nexus uh, prototypes or Nexus types or whatever the fuck you want to call them and they have pretty much an unlimited lifespan instead of your normal four-year lifespan that replicants were given in the first one. So... um, yeah, I just... Uh, if it was in it more, I think I would be like... I'd give more a shit, and I'd be like, Oh, fuck, he's, he's dangerous. But I don't know the way he was talking, the voice. Like, I just don't see those villains as like... any Because there's either way you can go with those kind of things. You can go with the... Ooh, I'm a fucking big boy, and I'm... You know, I'm crazy, or like... Let's freeze Joker, for example. Um, which I wasn't a fan of. And, um... Or you can just go as Boring, monotone I am the god I am the creator Like it just felt like that to me And I just wasn't I uh, wasn't as switched on With him As I would have liked to have been With his villain But hopefully they, If they do a third one He makes it. They make his character more prominent So um, Yeah really, uh, really lots of joy bef- um, In this uh, Ana de Amis She plays a A hologram that um, Ryan Gosling's character K, and as I said, he's a replicant, and it's really interesting how they played with that concept. That K is a replicant, and Joy is a hologram, so they both pretty much they're not real, so they don't have souls, and they don't have memories since replicants have implanted memories from a memory maker, and they not they don't really have a past because they're not really born from, uh, let's say, they're not really born from uh, the womb of a of a of a replicant uh, of a female replicant. Because, um... They're, fuck, they're, no, fuck, they're replicants, because... And they have implanted. Um, and he's... And I just liked his... I just liked him. He he was... It's like he was... He knows his... He embraces he's a replicant, but throughout he has an arc where he... Maybe he's more human because he discovers he could be... And we're getting to going to spoilers territory here, so warning to everyone who's listening. We're going to go... This is the spoilers part of the Blade Runner 2049 thoughts. Um he starts to realize that he may be um, so pretty much the, uh, he goes to in the beginning which I really liked because it was a, a storyboarded version the storyboarded scene that was the lid from the original film of Blade Runner where um, Deckard shows up to this farmer's house he sees that he's home the farmer goes pretty much shows up Deckard um, retires him and then returns to the ship now there's a dog as well that likes barking and and, and and stuff as well but the dog wasn't there in this one but this was pretty much the exact same uh, word for word shot for shot scene and uh, I think what Sapper Morton his name was and that's played by Dave Batista. and he was in um, if you watch the short um, nowhere to run the 2048 sh- 2048 short nowhere to run you saw a little bit more about him and that was a bit interesting it was just it was nice to get a bit of a get a bit of an idea of what kind of person he was even though he pretty much gets exterminated the first 10 minutes of the film but anyway um, so I like that scene. And then he goes out and he recognizes this tree. There's a box under this tree. He takes this box to uh, this medical examiner. Um, and then the medical, medical examiner say, "This is from a womb of. It can't be. This is going to be a room from a replicant. Oh shit! And there's a serial number, so it's a replicant. And this this is a child has been born. So the child, uh, the mother died in childbirth, and the child is obviously living. And so the the course of the action, the um the premise, not the premise." Uh, the task given, given to Kay now from Lieutenant Joshi Is to find the child and retire the child Because the child's a replicant And this replicant could do pretty much do anything And it could, I guess, upset the nature of the things or In 2049 Los Angeles Well, pretty much wherever like They just believe humans repl- will believe it Replicants will fuck shit up um, Sylvia Hoax, by the way, is also a replicant. And she reckons she's the best replicant. And, um... I'll get to that in a minute. So, he pretty much finds out that... He's got to find this child. But he's been having this memory that's... This memory's been implanted within him. That he has this horse and he's in, in an orphanage. And he goes to burn this horse. And... Um... No, he doesn't burn He keep, puts it into a furnace To keep it away from these kids That will bully him And they beat him up and they, But they never found his horse And um, He goes to the memory maker The girl, the memory maker And he tells her about this memory And she starts crying And he, that's where it's you start to be like What? What's going on? And you start to be switched on You're like, alright, alright What's going on here? And then uh, Kay Believes that the child is him. Starts to believe the child is himself and I guess that's where his his question of being a replicant comes into play. Uh he, he may believe that he's human, he may believe he's more human than he believes. But it's funny because the way he's um the way he changes and the character grows throughout the film, he be- he does become like I thought he was I thought it was a human I thought it was a bit human in the beginning, but then you quickly, very quickly realise and I love that they did that, just get it straight out of the way he's a replicant and um, I love that and I, I kind of like that he's a replicant and he's a replicant trying to find his place in this world and he's trying to um, find out pretty much who he really is and um, his relationship with Joy the hologram was my favourite part of the film um, I love the threesome that they did with the prostitute and Mackenzie Davis plays I'm not too sure what her name is um, I, I'm not really in it's look I can't really don't have time to look it up now but Mackenzie Davis um, plays as prostitute. Uh, Joy hires this prostitute to have sex with um, Kay. And then Joy jumps into the prostitute's body. Look, I can't just keep calling her a prostitute. (laughs) Because that just sounds like... Come on. Look it up! Look it up, Kyle. Alright, let's have a look at this. 2049 i DB. Let's get it up. Who the fuck does Mackenzie Davis play? I keep saying she's a prostitute because she's part of these three prostitutes that are, uh, she gets told by this woman earlier in the movie to investigate um, Kay because they're rep and rep- he's like weird. And they find he's a replicant and they're like, oh fuck, we don't fuck this dude. Mackenzie Davis. Mar- Mariette. Okay, cool. So Mariette. Joy hires Mariette to fuck Kay. And, um,. But it's joy goes in pretty much like tries to go into the body of Mariette, and it's kind of like it's weird. It's like is, is that like a paid service, or did, was that like a specific task of joy to ask of Mariette to have that experience with K, so she could have, so joy could kind of have that experience of K and to feel that connection. So, um, yeah, that's a really loving. Uh, very tender, um, just really thoughtful scene. And uh, it's a beautiful scene. It just reminded me of Scarlett Johansson's character and her and his re- her relationship with Joaquin Phoenix's character of uh, Theodore in um, her. And uh, it was like it was fleshed out. It was like instead of a voice, she's a hologram. And it's funny because these two, these two replicants, or these two like artificial. These two different types of artificial technology Are um, Trying to Have a connection and to Become human even though They are, will never will be human But they display these human traits And try to um, Establish Or build uh, to This connection that Because they, they both clearly do love each other and I think I thought it was really cool that um, they gave they gave the the choice of having K as the replicant have a relationship with this um, hologram. And I won't say any more about that. I just thought it was really lovely. I love that scene, and I can't wait to see it again tomorrow night. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, I said that about Jared Leto. Um, I like to deck it and his daughter I think they're going to continue there this is where I think the trilogy is going to happen here with the the third film I actually wouldn't mind a third film Uh, maybe we can cut it down there was a lot of scenes in this thing where I could have just done without it so I think this film could have been could have been 15 maybe 20 minutes shorter um, because there's a, there's, I noticed some scenes that I was like, oh, I don't really, didn't really need that. And then, there are some scenes where characters would say, oh, wait, isn't that that person? And, like, I didn't really need it because I was already figuring that out myself. Um, and I, I did figure that myself before she even said it. So I, it didn't really need to be said. But now you've said it, so I've kind of been like, oh, okay, well, I just didn't need that. That's just a small nitpick. But, yeah, I just didn't really need that. Um another thing that really bothered me really bothered me was the score Um, now don't get me wrong Hans Zimmer is a great composer but um, the score for the film just didn't have the same magic the same uh, hook as Vangelis' score for the original had for me or the first one had for me Vangelis' score as I said is just so heavenly um, spacey otherworldly just like it transports you and whenever you listen to it you just get transported to the film and that's what I fucking love about good composers and good scores because they're designed to put the viewer into the film the character's headspace or to put them in, yeah, to put them into the atmosphere of the film and to make you feel like you're in the film and that's why I fucking love Cliff Martinez because every time I listen to the Drive soundtrack I'm living the movie and every time I listen to the Neon Demon soundtrack I'm living the movie and every time I listen to Evangelist the Blade Runner soundtrack I'm in Blade Runner And I feel like I'm in Blade Runner This film just kind of felt like I was in a mix of Inception And um, Because there was just too much of that uh, Loud horns that I don't know why People seem to go with those horns They don't do much Because I, I was I was missing the jangly keys The Of um, Vangelis' score in the first one and um, I've got a lot of people that agree with me as well because they, they was miss, there was something missing from that score, and that's what it was. It was that touch, that that magic that the first score had. And there was just too much of. I want to do a quick quick one here. Here's a d- demonstration. So pretty much, this is an example. There'd be a scene happening. You'd love the scene. You get a transition. You get an establishing shot of the city, like maybe like a spinner coming into land in a building, and then you and then you just get this, boom. And then I just didn't need that. It was just, it was, it was intrusive. It was intrusive, and I just don't. There's, but there is some other parts of the score that I did like, but there was just too much of that. bomb And every fucking five, uh, not every five minutes, but like every once in a while, it would come back, and I just didn't need it, and it made me want that classic Vangelis score from the first one, and that's that's all I got to say about that. That's that was the only thing that really bothered me about the film. Uh, other than that, I think it's one of the best films of the year. It's one of the best looking films of the year, hands fucking down. It's one of the best directed films of the year. I don't want to say award season, but who knows? It could, it could happen. But the situation with me at the moment is that it's a nocturnal animal situation. And what I mean by that is, when I went to see Nocturnal Animals... Um, I came out of that just a bit underwhelmed. I was just like, "Oh, that wasn't really like I loved. I liked the trailer, and I liked what was going on here. I liked I liked the sim, um, a single a single man by uh, Tom Ford, and then Tom Ford gives, does alternate levels. I'm like, oh, that okay. I don't really the the, the cinematography was good. It looked good. Uh, it was um, polished, stylish, very stylish cinematography, and um, I come out of it Just like a bit underwhelmed I was like eh. But the more I thought about it The more I Like Saw the allegories The metaphors And And um, Just the, the story of it all And I was just like Oh I I actually really like this And then I watched it again and I was like Yeah I really like this And that's why It became number 7 Of my top 10 Of 2016 uh, It became number, se- um, number 7 Of my top 10 Of 2016 7 or 8 I think it was 7 Um, 2016, and I just, I just, and I've watched it about three more times now, and um, I still love Michael Shannon. Just performance. Oh, 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 boy, oh, boy, Michael, mate, knock it out of the park. Um, and I think this is going to be the same thing with 2049 because I come out of 2049 a bit underwhelmed and I was like, that wasn't as great as everybody's saying it was. But every time I've, um, I'm watching more reviews of it now and I'm not letting these people like, because I'm still like, people are loving the score. I'm just not on board with the score at the moment. I'm not on board. Um, but I'm getting like different ideas. It's making me think more about different things and I'm like, oh yeah, mate, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just making me realise more things and, and uncovering more things about the film, and I think the more I think about it, the more I'm going to like it, and that's why I'm keen to see it again tomorrow night with my mate to to kind of um, uh, confirm those feelings. And um, I'm probably going to end up liking it anyway. Probably it's probably it probably it probably will make my top ten. Who knows? But um, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I, I did come out a bit a, a bit underwhelmed, but I really did enjoy the film and um, if you're a fan of the first one um, you'll like this one but you also might don't like it because (laughs) not like it because um, yeah as I say one of my friends is a massive fan of the first one it's one of her favourite films of all time and she just wasn't a fan of this one and um, I just hope Sony doesn't Sony don't milk it honestly if you give it a give it a third one I'm happy with them giving it a third one because I really liked I really like to explore more of Kay and Joy I just like that I like that relationship um, and um, another story of K would be really cool. And I don't know if he died on the steps at the end in the snow, or he just was just lying up. And because he took so many hits, and then he just came back. So I don't think he was dying. I think he's still got that unlimited lifespan of being that replicant, the Nexus Nine. So I'm not too sure about how the ending was, but um, who knows. I just would like to see more of him. I know I'd like to see more of him. And if they use more of Neander Wallace, just use more of him in the, in the next film. And the Sylvia Hoax comes back, welcome back, baby. Holy shit. She was great in that film. She's going to have a standout. The standouts to me were Ana de Armas and Sylvia Hoax in Blade Runner 2049, and they came to fucking play. And, um, that's what I liked about it. Um... Yeah, so if you're, f- if you're a fan of the first one, you like this one, you also might not. But if you're also a fan of great sci-fi, um, I haven't seen a good, a, a good sci-fi like this in a while, so um, if you're a fan of great sci-fi, hard hard sci-fi, and if you're a fan of really long fucking movies, clocking in at 20, um, 2 hours and 44 minutes, um, you might have a good time with Blade Runner. You 2049, you might have a good time. Um, if you want to watch great cinematography, watch this watch this because you'll love it if you're a fan of Deacons you'll love it um, but yeah that's that's all I can say really that's all I can say um, go check it out if you haven't checked it out yet just to see it just to have that experience um, and just to see some of the best cinematography you'll see in all of 2017 in my opinion um, blown away by it and that's what we're going to say. I can't, wait, I can't wait to see it again tomorrow night and make up more of an opinion of it and have re- really uh, reaffirm my, my feelings and opinion on it because I just need to see if I'm right in thinking, in my thinking of the, of the movie and my decision to finally like feel... Because obviously your feelings about films will change over time but uh, at the moment this is how I currently feel about Blade Runner and that is... If you saw my post on Instagram about Mother, that's how I currently feel about Mother and it's not changed. It hasn't changed yet. But if I think if I watch the movie again, which won't be a long, for a long time, who knows, it might change, and I might uh, either grow more of an appreciation to it, or I might start to see some cracks in the, uh, in the, fucking, uh, cracks in the floor. I, I don't know. Analogies are, are not my forte. <laughs> so yeah. Check it out if you want to. Yeah. Check it out if you want to. Um, some other movies I do want to see as well. Uh, I really want to see Good Time, um, but I couldn't. I didn't have time to go see it um, last weekend because I had my um, my mum here and uh, my sister. And uh, if I knew if I went out that late, it would be too much of a fuck around for them to come back and then and get, to go get for the door. Because if I if I went to that movie and then came back at twelve, they I have to leave the door. I have to leave the key in like a fucking pop plant, and I just don't want to do that. And, um... Yeah, it was just much of a fuck around. So, I was like, no, I'll wait till the week where it comes out. I'll wait till it comes out. So, I, I'm still going to give it a watch, because I hear the Safety rubbers have made something c- fucking cool. And I hear it's Robert Patton's best performance so far. Um, I also want to check out Kingsman 2, because I'm a massive fan of the first one, so... Um... Well, not, not massive, but I really enjoyed the first one I thought it was a breath of fresh air And, I, and it was a really cool take on the um, spy genre And then poking fun of it But also celebrating it too um, So I really like to see that Even though it's a bit Obviously not going to be as good as the first one Not many sequels are However, Blade Runner 2049 is a worthy sequel That's what I'll say It may not Blade Runner 2049 is kind of the same At the moment, it's kind of the same as the first one for me It's kind of the same um, but it's a def- definitely a worthy sequel it's one of the best sequels I've ever seen so I'll say that I, again I'm going back to that I'll say that about that film um, yeah I still I, but I would still like to see where Kingsman goes because I like the trailer um, Roxy's back and she was one of my favourite parts of the first movie um, and Taron Egerton's great Colin first great everybody's fucking great you know and uh yeah also I also want to um get this out of the way mind Hunter comes out Friday oh I'm keen for that uh David Finch's um created series about being in getting into the mind of serial killers and I know my friend will fucking love it um and I'm really keen to see what that's all about the trail looks intriguing um I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of serial killer documentaries uh, not that I am one but uh, <laughs> I like seeing how they how they think and their past and all that stuff and it's just interesting to me and you know what goes through their head and uh, it, you know t- t- to get inside of the mind of someone who sees someone in the street and goes "Huh, oh, I wonder what their insides look like and then um, and then act on that on <laughs> that impulse in other words a serial killer so yeah I'm uh, keen to see that uh, I'm pretty sure that comes out Friday um, and to finish off I want to talk about uh, my film whoa this has been a rough ride pre-production has been a fucking bitch but it's also been um, been patiently and, and also been a, um, if you if, as I was waiting patiently for some things it's been rewarding in some aspects but it's been a fucking bitch Um, still haven't found a location yet I've been rejected left, right and centre by people at Airbnb Um, we found a good place on Creative Spaces and if that's a website if you're looking for a cool website to kind of like even rent out or I might even do it as well for the podcast when I get a as soon as I get a professional microphone even rent out a nice place where I can you know (laughs) yell out and have my own time Um, I might even do that but um, it's a really cool um, website, so go on thecreatorspaces.com.au and um, just type in anything. I think it's like Australia-wide too, but I obviously I looked around Sydney and there's some great places I saw, and I've bookmarked about three places that I might actually give a ring or have a look at. But as of, as of the moment, we do not have a location. However, I've, I'm shooting like four weeks away, so I've got plenty of time to kind of um, bat down and get one. Uh, my DP, however, has to film her first movie in, I think, about two weeks so I'm letting her do that, and then we're going to focus fully on beautiful game and see if we can accomplish there. And hopefully, oh goddamn, hopefully get a location because I don't want to shoot it here because fuck, but no, I don't don't want to do that. And it's it's funny because we're looking for a place that will will look lived in and look like an artist lives there, but also looking for a place of a long haul because we have this shot that we get we're getting the jitter juice, we're getting the jitters over. We're getting the fucking. We had goosebumps um fr- last Friday night making that shot list, and then having that shot, we're like, oh fuck, this is going to look so good, um, and we're really excited about that. So hopefully we'll pull out that shot. So if we do compromise, I don't know. That's going to be a hard baby to kill, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, I got the shooting schedule done as well. However, that needs to, that needs a bit of fixing. Um, because we decided now to do all the red room scenes and the red scenes pretty much all the red scenes on the second day and try to knock out all the scenes the, um, the non-red scenes in the first day for the day one um, and that includes doing the sex scene on day two as well to make the actors uncom- um, as comfortable as they can not really do it on the first day because I originally had them doing it on the first day after lunch but I'm like I had a chat with my DP and we kind of just went well maybe we want to give them some time and, and have that second day for that scene And then get the art room scenes um, out of the way. It's a matter of getting it, trying to get the sex scene just out of the way and done, or doing the art scenes and working up to art room scenes and working up to that sex scene, and then just finishing on that sex scene. But I think we'll want to get done. We want to do it in the morning and try and get it done, or want to do it in the afternoon. can not dread it. Try and get it done. Uh, We're starting both times at 8 a.m. and. I pretty much got. I was so fucking. Um, I've been exhausted all week. I've, my brain has been fried. I've had. I've had little sleep because I've been doing paperwork and I've been working out auditions. I had auditions today that I had. Lots of people dropped out. Um, one person was not on board, but that's you know that's with them, and um, I, I fully respect that. And because um, I knew this film was going to. Uh, ...split people... ...split audiences... ...I was always fully aware of that... ...and I... ...I believe... ...that I've reached... ...the first stages of that... ...um... ...I've not had anyone that said... ...God damn... ...that I hated that... ...but this is the first... ...time I've had a criticism of... ...the script itself... ...and... ...um... ...yeah... ...it was... ...it was... ...it was honestly... ...it was eye-opening... ...it was eye-opening... ...um... ...it was eye-opening... ...but I still stand by, I'm still standing by the product I'm trying to make, and um, I'm not trying to go down that road, I'm fully, as I said, I'm fully aware that this will offend a lot of people, and lots of um, members in the um, female audience, and I'm not trying to single out females, it's just a fact that it's going to happen, that they're not going to be a fan of the film just because of the subject matter, and how they may think it's handled if they can't see that the message i'm trying to uh... i guess trying to um... show through here and the premise that it's built on um... i'm handling it tastefully and as maturely as i can, i'm not just making a film that um... singles out women and makes them feel like they're weak and spineless and uh... I, I, i I. yeah, no, I am not trying to do that. But there is gonna be there is still gonna be some people that are just gonna you know, not let me I wish I'd have had a conversation with this person and sat down with them and just tried to explain everything, but there's obviously no time for that. So Um Yeah, live you just live and let go, I guess. Live and let go. Um just keep going on, keep keep the keep chugging along. Because I had a great audition this morning from this um, this woman, a great audition, and uh, I think she was great. And um, I had a re- I had a good audition for the guy too; he was good too. But I've also got another audition coming in for that's going for Brian on Saturday, and um, i came for that too. I had two people that were all supposed to audition today, but they dropped out. Um, I don't know if they dropped out; they just never got back to me for the emails, and I just couldn't help that. I had to go I had to go home and do this. Well, first of all, I do this paperwork and then I had to hand that in and then I'd, I'm going home to re- obviously record this, but, um, yeah. It's, it's been a rocky road, but uh, the rockiest of roads so far for a film I've done because I've managed to get, even though I managed to secure that location the fucking day off for Longland, everything else was a bit smooth sailing, but this one has been a bit, a bit more of a rocky, rocky path to the, uh, ...to the final destination. And, um... ...you know, sometimes rocky paths lead to... ...beautiful destinations. And, uh... ...that's actually a fact in life. <laughs> that I've been on places... ...I've been on trails where they've been like... ...holy shit, the car's gonna break. And then we get to the location and we're like... ...oh, this is fucking worth it. Look at that view. So, I don't know. Take that into account, I guess. I'm gonna take that into account that sometimes... ...these paths can le- lead to something great... ...or something beautiful, or... Um, something that um, that <clears throat> I don't know. I can't find any more words for, to describe it, but yeah, you know, you, you're trying to, you, you get what I'm trying to say. So yeah, we had auditions today. Um, rehearsals will start. I'm hoping the cast by Monday. Uh, make the decision by Monday. Rehearsals will start very soon. Um, I'm going to put up a official teaser poster tonight on Instagram. And, um, you know, get everybody psyched for it. I know a lot of my friends that have supported me throughout, uh, this endeavor that... This whole endeavor of going to film school, like, and, um, I really appreciate it. If you guys are listening, really appreciate your support and everything. Um, so far, honestly, really appreciate it. it means the fucking world to me. And, um, hopefully I can create a product that, um... It, as I said, it's gonna split some people, but... Hopefully I can create a product that people can have, a f- um you know have a conversation about and yeah get people talking because look what happened with Aaron Kelsey's mother not everyone loved it but it's still got people talking and that's that's not my ultimate goal but it'd be nice to you know have people having conversations and my ultimate goal was people to, to look at this thing and see that I've tried something new and do it themselves like be inspired and because that's what you as a filmmaker that's what you hope to do you hope to, you hope to inspire the next generation of filmmakers to try and make as good as films as you can as good as films as they can, and as good as films as the people did before them, and that's what the great masters of Hollywood do as well. They inspire young people like myself to try and make films. Obviously, you're not going to get as good as them, but to try and make films that um, you can be proud of. So, yeah, that's that. Um, that's the progress of that. We shoot on the second November and the third of November. Um, fuck, it's coming up quick but I'm still about three or four weeks away so um good bit of a break but it'll be full of rehearsals obviously <coughs> but plenty of time for movie watching great stuff plenty of time for movie watching I actually might watch a movie tonight actually um might go and see a film tonight but um sorry not see a film actually like watch one of my blu-rays tonight that I have um but tomorrow night yeah go and see a blabber on 2049 again Wow. Okay, we're going. We're going a bit over now. a Bit twelve minutes over. But um, thank you, everyone, for listening t- to today's thing. Um, hope you enjoyed the rants because we haven't had one. We haven't had a good rant in a while. So um, hope you enjoyed those. Go see Blade Runner twenty forty nine if you're a good sci fi fan. If you're a fan of the first one, blah 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 blah. You know, see if you want to. But if you want to have just a really cool experience, um, cinematography wise, and just have a good, exp- have a great experience, but not and you like long, slow-paced films, go see Blade Runner, uh, go see Good Time, support these independent films, go see, um, even though Blade Runner, <laughs> I wouldn't call it independent, but support independent films like Good Time, um, I think Patty Cakes is still out in, in, if you live in Sydney, Patty Cakes is still out in Dead Inti- um, Newtown, and, um, God, I'm keen for the movies coming up soon, oh, oh boy, I'm keen for those ones, the movies I talked about in the last couple of podcasts ago but yeah I'm keen for those so yeah thanks for listening oh Jesus Christ I have something caught in my throat um hope you have a fucking good weekend and uh you know hopefully the sun shines more for you hope you have a you know hopefully you go and watch a film and you have a great conversation about it as I'll probably be doing tomorrow night and um be inspired get creative do something fun. Do something crazy this weekend. Do something do something you wouldn't normally do. Go talk to go talk to a stranger. I don't know. Do something this weekend. That's what I try to tell myself every weekend, but we end up having a fucking sleep and then I get disappointed. So I want to do more of that and I want everyone else to do more of that. Do something. Get out there. Have a good one. And uh, <coughs> I'll speak to you on Tuesday, all right? Alright.